definitely human. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It is 1920, the year of Cornelia Cavendish's 60th birthday. On an expedition to the opening of a newly discovered Egyptian tomb, Cornelia and her unlikely associates from Draclo Hall have been plagued by tragedy and disaster. Against the threats of man and nature, they must once again find a way to cooperate, or else succumb to the perils that lurk in... The Infinite Bad. The Tomb of Aresnufis, Part 4 Captain Jean Selim races to the back of the ship, his sense of duty struggling against his anxious panic. The sand lashes past in a ferocious stream, extinguishing the paltry courage he was able to muster. Jean Selim turns back to our heroes. I need to go and uh, comfort Harold. You go find Rose. Meanwhile, in the dirty depths of the river, Sebastian St. Battenberg turns to face the swirling chaos of his imminent doom. I would like to say it was against my better judgment. (laughs) I'm blameless, really. Um, You hadn't anticipated this, but the paddle engine of the steamboat is actually creating a swirling vortex that is drawing you towards this kind of meat grinder. Um, So make an an athletics check to, to swim away from it. Okay. That would be an eight. Eight. <laughs> so you're trying to swim away from the engine as fast as you can. The engine is pulling you towards it as the boat moves forward. Right. So you're actually being dragged along behind by the kind of the the force of the engine churning the water. Um, but you're you're no closer nor farther from the engine at the moment. You're level pegging with it. Uh, the three of you, Cornelia, Joy, and Dorothy, you can see that the sandstorm is starting to subside now. I'm going to go and find the captain and suggest maybe we slow the boat down a little. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe even engine. stop it. Yeah. yeah. We because should. we're, yeah. Okay, uh, you go up the interior spiral staircase. Indeed, you can see jean Selim uh, with a hand uh, around uh, Harold, uh, comforting him. He looks up when he says, uh, Have you found us? Not quite. <laughs> we heard splashes. <laughs> 
I suggest we Someone is overboard. At least one person is overboard. <laughs> Can we stop the boat? My God. Uh, he rushes away from Harold and starts going down the spiral staircase and then back down into the kind of the guts of the of the steamboat. Mm-hmm. And you can hear him shouting something underneath there. Okay, so now the sandstorm is almost fully subsided. Uh, Sebastian, make another athletics check. Six. Six. Okay, so the boat, the, the paddle engines start to continue to grind and you're being drawn closer and closer mm-hmm. towards it. Okay. And literally, as like a last minute reprieve, you hear a sputter and then a dying of the engines as the paddles slowly stop. <laughs> oh boy, do you owe me. <laughs> I'm still underwater, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess I say... <laughs> And indeed, yeah, you managed to pull yourself above the surface of the water on the paddles, which are now still. You are bobbing in the water now uh, mm-hmm. beside the Nubia, the steamboat Nubia, uh, which has now uh, come to a stop in the waters. Uh, you can look back down and can see the slowly fading wake of the steamboat, um, but you can see nothing on the surface of the water at all. Nothing at all. It's just all smooth. Yeah, it? make a perception check. Nine. Nine. Uh, no, you can you can see absolutely nothing. It just looks like the featureless river that you've become accustomed to over the past day. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> I swim back to the ship. Okay, so you swim. There, there's a small like iron ladder protruding from um, the back of the, the port side of the ship uh, that you can start climbing back up. Uh, so Dorothy, Joy, and Cornelia, you're back. You're still in the dining room. Uh, and Jean Salim comes up from the engine room and saying, The boat is stopped. Is everyone here? Have we found Rose? Have we found. Who is it? You say your man has uh, fallen overboard as well? Or, you know, jumped. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I come squelching in then. <laughs> Sebastian, you found her? You found her, yes? I'm afraid not. She's gone. Wait, what do you mean, gone? She's well, not in the water. Not that I can see, no. She might have swum to the shore. Well, go back in, Sebastian. You could still get her. Yes, you make a valid point. (laughs) Harold comes creaking down the steps and says, Go on. Go on. My rose. I'm so sorry, Harold. I put a reassuring hand on Harold's shoulder and say, I'm afraid Rose has been violently killed. Okay. <laughs> make a make a strength check. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Uh, he tries to slap your hand away, but it's too large and heavy, <laughs> and so he has to have a second go at it, and just uses both hands to physically lift your hand off his shoulder. And he says, "Unhand me! Where is Rose?" And he starts making his way out towards the back of the ship now, calling out her name: "Rose! Rose!" I follow after him. I tried exactly the same thing, Harold. Honestly, jumped in and everything. No, she's gone, I'm afraid. Okay, the rest of you? Well, I'm, like, at death's door, so I'm I'm going to maybe be trying to clean, clean my wounds. many wounds yeah. Yeah. Um, with uh, water and maybe, I don't know, like, rubbing alcohol or something. Yeah, you've got some in your bag. Uh, make a medicine check. Two. Okay. <laughs> Lucky it wasn't a one. <laughs> you are rubbing alcohol into yeah. your cuts. I you try rubbing the sand in. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be clean. Uh, 
cleaned, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. You're just like muttering to yourself, like <laughs> need to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you take you take up a rag that you at first thought was clean and start rubbing uh, across oh, your wounds, um, but you stop because halfway through you realize that it is in fact not clean at all, um, and it's been used for kerosene. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, so it's quite painful, um, and it counteracts the other palliative effects that your medicine skill, medicinal uh, skill would have provided. So I'm afraid you're still at one hit point. Okay, no, that's yes. Um, and Cornelia and Joy. I would like to uh, f- hunt around for some binoculars to see if I could maybe like find Rose, look out over the back yep. of the ship and investigate. Make an investigate check. Twelve. Twelve. You do indeed uh, find a pair of black leather bound binoculars. Look very worn and beaten, but still functional. Okay, great. So I grab those and head towards the back of the ship to look out for Rose. I'll join her, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Dorothy sleeps, will she heal from the sleeping? Yes, yes, she will heal. I come in and just throw a blanket on her. (laughs) Sleep, child. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you've gone back uh, after trying to... uh, Sebastian, you've gone back into the interior to reassure Dorothy after trying to... No, I literally just put a blanket on top of her. (laughs) Okay, okay, literally just put it. Like, assuming that she's already asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then where are you? Do you stay in the interior? Yeah, I just have a seat in there. Okay, great. Uh, and so Cornelia and Joy, you're at the back of the ship now, alongside Harold. Uh, Joy, you start looking through your binoculars, make a perception check. 17. 17, okay, great. Cornelia, uh, while Joy is peering through the binoculars, you notice that Harold's increasingly distressed now, and he's swung one of his legs over the edge of the boat. I would like to haul him back and slap him across the <laughs> face sharply. Make Harold, a, no! Make his strength check. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so it, it's it's a relatively weak tug, um, but he's off balance already, and he falls back into the ship, uh, sprawling on the deck, weeping visibly. You slap keep him. slapping him. As he's <laughs> <laughs> Harold, she's gone! <laughs> Do you understand, Harold? As, Joyce, you can hear this commotion happening and the kind of dry sounds of Cornelia's... <laughs> palms slapping across Harold's face uh, and you can in fact make out uh, a dull reddish brown streak in the water about a hundred feet back I think I can, can see her <laughs> I keep slapping no she's just trying to reassure me no, I think I can see her look. Harold starts getting back up to his feet and he says Rose where is she my Rose um, you can start seeing now that there's, there's definitely kind of uh, a long streak of blood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I can't see her. I, I think it might be something else. Cornelia, maybe you should have a look. I Let have a look. What you think. Uh, okay. where, wherever she's pointing. With the Make a perception check with advantage. 15. So uh, you see a foot floating in the water now. I say, nothing, there's nothing there. <laughs> there's not a thing. Joy was mistaken. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, as you're watching through the binoculars, uh, you see something tug at the foot and then the foot goes mm-hmm. under. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely nothing. At least she went 
peacefully. Harold, Harold has now struggled to his feet and he's looking, peering over through his tear-streaked eyes. I know, I cover his eyes. And he's no, like, Harold! Oh, maybe she's grabbed hold to those logs in the river. No, but, no logs, man! I cover his eyes and try to forcibly shove him Okay, away. make a strength check. Six. Okay. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Again, you managed. It's a puny contest of strength, but you managed to push him to the ground again and sprawl on top of him. Uh, Joy, at the mention of the logs, uh, you do in fact start to notice that there does seem to be uh, quite a few. Uh, I'm not sure you would under- realize what they are, but make a perception check. Five. Five. You don't really understand what they are. You think that there might just be an odd confluence of logs <laughs> around the streak of, of red. So you manage to avoid any any dread that that might entail. Okay, good. <laughs> I try and drag uh, Harold back inside for a constitutional glass okay. of wine. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the three of you manage to make your way back into the interior where uh, Sebastian has already poured. <laughs> just it's fallen asleep. With my, half... my lit cigarette just on my shirt. <laughs> uh, and the wine is already out. Uh, Jean Salim has already been drinking. He says, okay. well, what did you find? Nothing important. Let's be on our way. Oz is, uh, she's gone. Very gone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jean-Celine rubs the bridge of his nose and he says, My God, oh, I've never seen a sandstorm like this. It's most unusual. Well, he goes back into the engine room muttering to himself, Dorothy, are you sleeping? I think so. Yeah? I think that that was uh, after my disastrous attempts at medicine. Okay. So the rest of the, uh, so it's now getting to late afternoon. What do the rest of you are sleeping? Mm-hmm. What I'm do the two of you actually going to gonna sleep as well? I'm on six. I'll... Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I got no sleep last night, so I'm pretty exhausted now. After you all. are. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so you all get an early night in. Uh, dinner is served to you in your rooms. Uh, Salah, the surly deckhand, comes round and... Uh, and gives you, well, shoves you really a pewter bowl of uh, some horrible looking bean stew uh, with a stale piece of pita bread on the side of it. Uh, besides that, you spend the rest of the evening uneventfully. So, Dorothy, I'm going to let you make another medicine check to see how much you can heal. 15. 15. And I may, if you want to help minister anyone else's wounds yes, as well, uh, make a medicine check for each of them as well. So you, 15... Yeah. So I'm going to let you roll a d6 then okay. to see how many hit points you heal. One. <laughs> Brutal. Okay. That's too bad. Um... <laughs> but you heal it really well. Yeah. <laughs> roll right. for Sebastian. Sebastian. 13. 13. Okay. Roll a d6 for him. Two. Two. Okay. Thank you. Yep. And Cornelia, you're injured as well? Yeah. Yeah. Eleven. I'm going to roll my own d6 if that's okay with you guys. D4 for that. D4? Yeah, that's just past the threshold. Four. Oh, wow. There you go. Back up to ten. Always lands on her feet, doesn't she? (laughs) Twelve. Twelve. Joy, you can roll a d6. Is that this one? Yeah. Three. Great. So you managed to go and uh, actually get a a clean rag this time and rub everyone's uh, wounds clean and bandage the deeper cuts. 
and you're so busy tending to everyone else that you you leave yourself for last. Oh, no. That's why you've healed the least. Yeah. <laughs> it's not incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joy, make a will save again as you try to get sleep for the second night in a row. Six. Six. Okay. You are tormented by <laughs> nightmares this night. Uh, visions of the, the blood bubbling in the water and you feel yourself falling into it. And now you can you remember the traumatic incidents of your childhood and everything. You, you start to, to create false memories which all gravitate around the, the horrible destructive power of water. And you feel this horrible vertiginous sense as you're falling deeper and deeper into the Nile and, and logs are crowding around you but you don't understand why. Uh, so you gain 10 dread. Hard luck. No, no, no! <laughs> so, the morning after... Mm, nothing like a good night's sleep, am I right? <laughs> Clear away the cobwebs. Um, why don't you do a constitution check, each of you, to tell me who wakes up first? Okay. 20. Mm. 13. 16. 4. Okay. Yeah. You needed a bit more of a lion. Mm. Uh, but Cornelia, your eyes fly open yeah. at 6 o'clock sharp. <laughs> <laughs> and as they do, you can hear some kind of commotion happening down on the dining room floor of the steamboat. I'll sort this out. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go down and see what's happening. Okay. It sounds like there's clattering. So it sounds like someone's rooting around. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you go down there and you can see that it's Harold and he's rooting around in the storeroom, which is just off the side of the dining room near the kitchens. And he seems to be muttering to himself and he seems quite sun addled or possibly just bereaved. Harold, what are you doing so early in the morning? He whips around to you and he says, it's all gone. It's all gone, Rose. It's all the food, the coal. We've been betrayed, Rose. I'm going to have to slap him again. <laughs> um, you have to. you got to do what you got to do. I say, Harold, wake up! I slap him. I okay. backhand him this time. Okay, make a, make, a, make a strength check and a perception check. Okay. Strength check, 13. Mm-hmm. Perception check, 6. 6, okay. Uh, you slap him so hard that he falls to the side uh, and, and his shoulder bumps against the wall of the storeroom. Mm-hmm. You can see, in fact, inside the storeroom, though, that it looks unusually empty. Oh, dear. Do you say, Harold, it's gone. <laughs> There's to be things in there, right? You take a step forward, you can use your investigation. Yeah, I, yeah, I investigate. Mm-hmm. Five. Okay, uh, you can't really tell what... a t- well-stocked storeroom should look like uh, for for a steamboat of this nature, for a journey of this length. You've never been in the position of having to care. Um, But but something does seem amiss, and you don't know whether it's just Harold was messing things around by rummaging around, Um, but he's now just sitting on the floor of the dining room, just moaning, gone, gone, Rose. Well, I will, I'll give him a, a last slap and leave. Okay. <laughs> Guys, the rest of you have now woken up to the sounds of slapping. Find the captain, I think. Yep. See what's going on. Okay. Uh, the captain comes down around about the same time as the three of you come down uh, to join Cornelia on, in the dining room. Uh, Joy looking considerably more strung out and tired than the rest of you. She's bleary-eyed and uh, has a, an ashen look on her face. <laughs> 
Morning. Nothing like a good night's sleep, am I right? Oh. <laughs> uh, make a medicine check, Dorothy. Three. Okay. Uh, the so... worst friends ever. <laughs> <laughs> so none of you notice that Joy is doing particularly badly. Dorothy, you're, you're too concerned with how poorly your, your cuts are healing. I am feeling very poorly. Yeah. <laughs> coffee? Is there coffee? Unfortunately, uh, there is no coffee that you can see. You go into uh, the storeroom to try to look for some. Make an investigation check. One. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You grab some black powder that you assume to be coffee and start stuffing it into an Arabic uh, coffee kettle. Uh, Jean Salim comes down, looks at what you're doing and slaps it out of your hand. It says, my God, what are you doing? That's gunpowder. <laughs> I'm looking for coffee. He said, oh, coffee. Just tell me what you want, child. And he goes towards the storeroom and he slowly turns around and he says, who has taken our food? Oh, dear. And he, goes, he turns back around to the storeroom and, and takes another look. And he looks back behind the door and he says, who has taken all our coal? Yes, very fun. I see what's going on here. <laughs> yes, very good. I'd like to walk up to him, uh, sort of smiling jovially, and then notice that the stuff is gone. Make an investigation check. Six. Six. Okay, uh, you, you notice that, it, from what you can tell, he seems to be correct. But again, you don't you don't have a particularly good sense for what should be in there or what shouldn't be in there. But... Uh, he, he seems legitimately upset. And is Salah gone? You can't see Salah anywhere. But he's looking... jean Salim looks at each of you. He's suspicious of you guys. Well, what, do you think we ate it all? Yeah. <laughs> uh, w- wait a minute. Isn't that all the stuff we need to live? <laughs> oh, God. This is a three-day trip. We have a full day left. The food I can go without eating, but the, the coal. Oh, this is... Yes, we're in a bit of a pickle on this one, I think. Is everyone present? Apart from Rose, obviously. <laughs> uh, as soon as you say that name, Harold starts moaning again on the floor. Rose. Sorry, sorry. Rose. Um, okay, so Jean Salim says, Salah! Mohammed! And he calls the two people. You, you've not heard the name Mohammed before, but Salah uh, does not seem to answer to his name being called. Uh, Mohammed comes up from the engine room. You haven't seen him before, but he's a thin, scraggly man with a bandana tied around his hair, uh, and grease all over his face, cold dust uh, all over his arms and hands. And was this chap always here? Well, yes, he's our engine operator. Okay, just checking. Mm. Yeah, um, make a wisdom check. Thirteen. Nine. Eleven. Six. Okay. Thirteen. Uh, you think, yeah, you think he's telling the truth. There's nothing untoward about this Mohammed. And though. who's the other chap that's not here? Salah. Mohammed, go find Salah. I mean, it doesn't make sense that anybody on the ship would be hoarding the coal, right? Like, we need the ship to have the coal. Like... And the ship didn't stop, did it? Didn't no, right? well, the ship is still running. Mohammed says... The, 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 Mohammed so says... how did they even get it off the boat? I mean, there was no lifeboat, so... Yeah, right. They couldn't have taken mm. that. Uh, Mohammed says, well, we, we have some coal left for the, for the trip beside the boiler, but we need more coal for the return. Would the gunpowder be of use? I'm no engineer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
Uh, Jean Salim ignores you entirely <laughs> and he goes up to the second floor screaming, Salah, where are you? Uh, what do the rest of you want to do? Mohammed uh, seems to be twiddling his thumbs. He doesn't really I'm understand. I'm just gonna what's going to be opening sh- like cupboards looking for coal. <laughs> I'm opening cupboards looking for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go see if I can find Salah. Okay, where do you want to look? So there's the engine room below the main deck. The main deck of the dining room, there's the crew quarters and your quarters and the second floor, and then there's the... the, the I'm going to look in all the quarters to see Okay. if anything's there. Yeah. I think I might speak to Muhammad okay. um, and just ask him, Salah, is he, he's trustworthy? Uh, so you speak to Muhammad while Cornelia is going upstairs. Uh, Muhammad looks quite scared. Make a persuasion check. How do you want to try to reassure him? I'm going to seem like extremely meek, which is easy because I'm on two hip points. I mean, I am not any threat to anybody right now. Um, Just doing a tiny Tim call. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I, I, I think, I think he's eight. Um, eight. Yeah, he doesn't, he, he seems a little bit scared of you. Um you might not have had many interactions with like young American women, but he backs away from you and says, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know anything. Honestly, try having a bit of tact, Dorothy. Let me try. You there! Okay. Uh, you stride up to him. He shrinks visibly from your presence. What do you want to say? Uh, Mohammed, is it? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it's me, Sebastian. We haven't met. It's not important. Uh, your friend, Salah. A decent sort? He wouldn't try and kill us all, would he? <laughs> Make an intimidation check. 17. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, he's babbling under his breath now, and he says, No, ah, uh, so I, I, I saw him. I saw him in the storeroom. I saw him. Uh, he was talking to himself, but I, 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 don't, know what, I, I don't know what he was doing. I, don't, I haven't seen him since. Hmm. Well... That seems like a perfectly sane thing to be doing. I'm going to go to the storeroom. <laughs> I'll just leave him there quivering in the corner. Okay. Cornelia, you're mm. up in the crew quarters. Mm. Um, you can see the tiny room where Salah and Mohammed slept uh, together, each mm. of their cots on opposite sides. And you can start rifling through their personal effects. I'm looking for coal. Coal. Okay. <laughs> Make an investigate check. Four. <laughs> Come on, how much coal do I find? <laughs> you find no coal. Um, Joy, are you still uh, you're still looking around for coffee? Yes, I'm sort of just rifling through the the cupboards and the drawers and just seeing what I can find. Okay, make a perception check. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, uh, you can see something in the water outside. Okay, I investigate further. Okay, Uh, you step outside onto the side of the boat uh, and you can see that a lot of, uh, maybe about half a dozen boxes have been thrown overboard and are now quite a ways down the river. You don't really know what's in them, but you assume that that's the food. Our goods and supplies. Mm. Sebastian, Dorothy, I think you need to come take a look at this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Cornelia, uh, make a perception check in the crew quarters. 18. 
18. Okay. So uh, just you hear Joy um, calling out from, from the lower deck. Uh, mm-hmm. And as just as you're about to step out of the room, you notice something out of your eye, out of the corner of your eye. Uh, it's something in Salah's cot. Stepping closer, you can see that there's something whitish poking out from underneath the blanket. I remove a blanket. See, you can see that it is a crude alabaster figure and that it matches the countenance of the canopic jar lid that Dorothy found in Talbot's study. You can also see that there is a half-empty box of 38 round bullets. Okay. I would like to take both. Mm-hmm. Can I see anything else in here? Uh, across, you can see Muhammad's personal effects. There's a Quran, some tobacco, nothing particular besides that. Okay, I'll take the uh, figure and the the box around and then I'll, I'll go join the others. And I won't, I'll show them. Okay. So Cornelia comes down the spiral staircases, uh, her shoes rattling on the metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what do you say? I, look at this! Uh-huh. Yes. Looks Very like interesting, a... Mrs. Cavendish. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the person the head on the lid of the jar. I turn to Dorothy and say, do you think I could jump into the river and grab the boxes and then try and... jump into the river is a bad idea. I think I... You don't think I could make it? Mm, I think it's a bad idea. What are you talking about? The figurine! (laughs) (laughs) And what do you say, Joy? Cornelia, we've noticed that there are boxes floating down the river. I think our supplies have been thrown overboard. What did you find upstairs? These bullets? Well, this seems to run out. No, no, please go on. Just the figure. It's, it's fine. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll save it. <laughs> so, what are we going to do? Except die a very slow and painful death, it seems. It's one day without food. Yeah, it's really dramatic. But what about the coal? Is that in boxes or that's probably floated? Uh, sunk to the bottom, right? Yeah, it might well have sunk. It could be more than one day if we don't have coal. Mm. But the cabin is that we have enough to get there, but just not to get back. Is that mm. what you said? Yes, the coal is the sh- coal should be enough to get them there. Okay, but once we're there, I mean, it's a good dig site with like, coal. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, presumably there's other people there, like other Europeans right, at this yes. dig site. Well, that someone else will get us back. The people that we're bringing the opium for, right? Yeah. I mean, they might have. Yeah, yes, we could do a trade. Right. Yeah, like they, they must have a plan for getting home. So we yeah. still have the opium, right? Yes. Yeah, you. you I presume you've been keeping it with your personal yes. effects, Cornelia. Yes, I do. <laughs> I have them. <laughs> okay. But there's still no sign of this Salah man. Like he seems to have just disappeared. Maybe he had a. Not that you there was a see. boat missing, wasn't there? Uh, the boat was missing right from the start. Okay. In the lifeboat. Um, did you say you were jumping in again? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> Dorothy took me out. <laughs> she's a nurse. She probably knows what she's talking about. <laughs> I mean, it seems like our best course of action is just to all sit down, have a drink, <laughs> wait till we arrive. Talk about this figure. I mean, it does seem like a very fishy coincidence mm-hmm. that that's the same. How big is it? Actually, wasn't there a. Mrs. Cavendish, I don't think you you realise, but that looks exactly like the one in... <laughs> <laughs> it's about the length of your forearm. 
So it's, oh, it's rel- yeah, it's relatively large. Exactly like the one in Lord Talbot's room. Do you remember, Mrs. Cavendish? <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is a very strange coincidence. We should talk about this further. I also feel like now might be a good time to take stock of what weapons we have brought with us. Weapons? Since there's this box of empty, well, of half-empty bullets, just in case someone means us harm, this, this, this person who's gotten rid of all of our food, just in case... They don't have our best interests at heart. (laughs) (laughs) It could still all be a coincidence or a prank. I mean, we don't know anything for certain Mm. yet. No sooner had Sebastian uttered these words when a chilling scream rings out from the roof of the steamboat, followed by a gunshot. A cry of fear, then a clatter of footsteps as Mohammed tumbles down the iron staircase, falling onto the floor of the dining room. Unharmed but in shock, Mohammed babbles incoherently and points a trembling finger up the stairs before running back down into the engine room. Our heroes look at one another, then up at the staircase, wondering what new peril awaits them. You've been listening to The Tomb of Aresnufis. Written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling. With music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow The Infinite Bad, as well as our other podcast shows, on Twitter at HumanDefinitely and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a Definitely Human production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.